Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, mystics and masters in the making. Welcome once again to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Well, hello, gentlemen. It's great to see you. Um, And a big thank you to our faithful listeners for tuning in. That's all of you out there, so thank you for that. Um, Okay, let's get right to it. Have you ever felt cranky? You know, with your spouse, kids, co-workers, in traffic, while watching the news on TV. We know that it's easy to become irritated for a multitude of reasons. But have you ever stopped to think of it, if it's a good thing? A little irritability seems innocent enough, but you may be surprised to learn that irritation comes with a price. Because it acts like a poison in our systems. And as we often do on this program, we're talking about self-mastery. In this case, mastering our emotions and specifically mastering anger and all of its tones and shades. And I was reminded coming into this uh, show this morning of a quote from Viktor Frankl, very brief, and it basically goes like this. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. So first of all, what happens when we become irritated and who benefits? (laughs) Well, you don't benefit, and no. the person receiving that irritation doesn't benefit. True enough. You know, you think about irritation, and again, it's, it's I mean, what person on this planet does not get irritated? <laughs> Some in the past 24 hours, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, so it's a normal human emotion, quote unquote, but spiritually, you can understand it is misqualifying energy. And any time you misqualify the light of God, then, you know, the fallen angels, the, the demons and so forth can garner that light. Now, um, Somebody might throw up their hand and say, look, I, I may be on a spiritual path, but I'm not perfect, you know. Right. So, I mean, I can't, you know, I don't want to live with this thing that every time I get irritated, I'm losing light and energy. And and I think the understanding is that, yes, we are subject to this, and we don't give up because we have something we're working on. That's why we have a path, is to master that. And so, we do the best we can, but by understanding what happens with this energy, then we have a, a motive and an incentive to try and do better. Well, I, I think that what you'll be hearing later on in the show are excerpts from a lecture by uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet on this very subject. And I was very surprised when I first read it to see how the, the terminology that was used to describe irritability, that it was a poison, that it was a, a commanding danger. It was not something simple. It was not something innocuous at all. It was rather, I thought, dramatic. Well, it's an understanding, you know, you heard the phrase, you know, if looks could kill, (laughs) well, guess what? They can't. And that's the same with thoughts. They're very powerful. Thought thinking is is perhaps not as powerful as the spoken word, but it is powerful. And so, again, gaining that mastery, you know, some people think of of spiritual mastery as able to do phenomena, you know. Right. um, Levitate. Levitate. you know, I'm Pre- speaking tongues, precipitate things, yeah, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But you know, I think the real mastery is keeping harmony in your being. Now, those people that can do that, they have attainment, and that's in each moment. It, each moment, exactly. And the fact that we may not be quite there yet mm-hmm. doesn't mean we can't move on the 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 path to get 
where we have greater control and not we don't want to condemn ourselves when we make a mistake and get irritated um just call upon the law of forgiveness and god give me the chance to balance that karma but as you suggested in the quote you read uh tom there is a space where we can decide yeah and um you know that's an opportunity to to sort of you know mentally note that that there is a chance to respond in a different way well then i i think it's um really important to remember that we have that space always. We were never compelled to act or respond without having that momentary choice. You know, just we have, we, we're on that razor's edge sometimes. Yeah, you got, we, that, you got that moment where you think, now, which way should I go with this? You and, know? and you can readily understand because you've been there. Yeah. You can go both ways. Yeah. And, you know, we all have our hot buttons, so to speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, spouses know them better than anyone else, right? Or family members. And so... Um, if you're listening, honey. <laughs> <laughs> present company excluded, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah. You know, so, so you re- this takes work. It takes an acknowledgement and work. And, and, and an understanding that, you know, we do not have to defend our egos. Why would we defend our human ego? Because that's what keeps us from God in many cases. You know, defend the God within, but don't defend your outer ego. I mean, that's what we're trained to do as human beings, because people equate identity with their human ego. And we equate identity with the God within us and the light within us, not that human ego. So we don't have to defend our human egos. And and when we we do find ourselves... Irritated, uh, that's where the violet flame comes in, right? And you can you can call upon the law of forgiveness, like you just said, and give just give a short decree, a short, I am a being of violet fire, I am the purity God desires. And boy, that starts working on it, you know? Oh, you know, when, uh, last week or the week before when uh, David Dry was here, we were talking about that very thing and the fact that you can make a mantra work in your favor instantly. Yeah. And one of the, his favorites, and it has become mine too, is that when something kind of rises up and you have to deal with it, it's saying... What is that to thee? Follow thou me. Yeah. And what we did was we kind of bantered that back and forth because we both realized we, on our own, we had made us our pact. That when I'm in that extremist, I will say that as many times as it takes to get that energy to go away. What I found was that uh, after about eight or nine repetitions of that, I start to laugh. <laughs> then the seriousness of whatever it was just kind of dissipates. It goes away. You know, I found it very powerful. You know, I do something similar when I when I find myself humming an old song that I don't want to hum anymore, and, and uh, once I'm once I'm aware of it, I I go into the uh, the 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 violet flame, the waltz song, da 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 da. Yeah, and I automatically go to that, and and it gets me out of that trap. That's great. Yeah, you know, I think you, that's an interesting point you made, Tom, in the sense that. You know, when someone says something to you, you are not obligated to respond instantly. Right. You know, I may be in a life or death situation, but when you're having a conversation with a spouse or someone else, you know, and so <laughs> forth, I mean, you can pause. You know, you can pause. You don't have to just, it's almost like a defensive mechanism where you think, just think for a minute instead of just boom, you know, when they hit a hot button or something. Right. You know, you just take a deep breath. And we have a decree called Count to Nine Decree, which uh, gives you a chance to center yourself and, you know, respond at something other than the human level and the irritability and so forth. And to have that mastery, I mean, it takes work. It doesn't come automatically because our society and culture, for the most part, you know, you have a right to be irritated or angry, especially if, you know, someone's doing something that's not right. Mm-hmm. And, and you become judge and jury. Yeah. And you can, <laughs> you can even get up from a meeting and walk around the building. And, and that's that pause. Oh, I've done see. it. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the old adage was count to three. 
Yeah. But, you know, count to nine is better because it basically recenters you. It, it rebalances your light, your energy, your focus. You can go back into a place washed clean. You know, I remember years ago when I was a manager of a <clears throat> bank branch, and uh, you know, with the people that got mad always ended up in front of me. So I this <laughs> one day this guy came over and he was seething. He was just you know ready to lay into me. And so he sat down. And I said, "I'll be right back." I went in the back room for ten minutes, and I came up. That time he couldn't stay angry that long. You know, oh, and so the thing yeah. kind of fell flat. But um, you know, that's that's helping him to have mastery, if you will. But recognize and acknowledge that this is something you want to work on. Right, exactly. I mean, people think you're Looney Tunes, you know, in some ways, because everybody has it. But for your own well-being, because ultimately you're the one that benefits from harmony in your being. And God cannot work through you or me or anyone else when we're inharmonious. Indeed. It's as simple as that. So the price of being inharmonious is not having the presence of God or your Holy Christ self with you at that Indeed, moment. Indeed, you know, I, I'm reminded of a situation that I was in. Not too long ago, it was in uh, Salt Lake City Airport. It was about, I don't know, 10 at night. It was a late flight connection, and it was snowing very hard. It was very cold, and turned out that it was so cold and icy that they, they couldn't de-ice the plane fast enough, so they had to park it for, to wait for the weather to change. So everybody who was going wherever they were going was suddenly faced with the prospect of having to find a hotel room or something to get out. So I'm standing in line with this Delta ticket agent, and the people in front of me are just yelling at this woman. Why, you know, they're, they're, they're distraught. Oh, what's going to happen with my baggage? What's going to happen with my, my, the birthday party I'm supposed to be at tomorrow, whatever. <laughs> and I got up to her in line, and uh, I don't mean to make my sound, so myself sound noble, but I simply looked at her and I said, you know, I can see you're under enormous amount of pressure. So I'm not here to do anything other than just say, God bless you. I'm sure this will work out. She puts up her hand and goes, hang on a second. Bends down, writes something on a piece of paper, hands it to me. She said, this is your ticket. She gave us. She had the. She had the the power to fill two seats in one other plane that was going to be taking off in about forty five minutes. Wow. We got. We got home. Oh my God. But you know, to see with her burdened by the irritation and the anger and the frustration, the aggravation, the impatience that was just being layered upon layered on her. It was hard to see. Her gratitude was overwhelming. Well, she had that power. She was waiting yeah. for somebody to say thank you rather than whatever <laughs> yeah. else they were saying. You know? Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a, as well as being good spiritually is enlightened self-interest. You know, I mean, just think how people will respond. I mean, do you really want to get into a, a, a verbal fighting match that could end up physical in some cases? Yeah. To what end? To defend our egos? Yeah, like road rage. You know, it's just yeah. not worth it. It is not worth it. It's much better. Um, to, to, to work on having karma. Does that mean you'll never get irritated from this day forward? Well, I don't think that's going to happen. But if you get irritated less, if you have more harmony in your being, then you are progressing. And that's what the Ascended Masters look for is progress. They don't look for perfection. We, they know we're human beings. We make mistakes. But strive, work. And, you know, it's not just for your spiritual path. It's for your own well-being. Well, you remember that yoga averism that says everything counts but nothing matters? You know, at one point, everything that you do counts because it, it, it's a testament to your self-mastery. But do you keep it? Do you hold on to it? No, you let it go. And everything counts, but nothing matters. And it will affect your physical health, let me tell you. Well, they, that's, again, you know, the uh, lecture excerpt we're going to hear talks about it as a poison. Yeah. To the nervous system, to the physical body, to the spiritual equilibrium. More dangerous than narcotics, I think Ooh. is the term that's used. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Boy, oh, boy, boy. 
we got a few more minutes before we go to break, but I guess I want to make one point here is that what we're talking about in terms of self-mastery is a moment-to-moment, every day, 24-7, 365 process. It's a path. It's not something you do on Sunday. It's not something you do when you feel like it. You never know when those opportunities are going to present themselves to you where you make that decision, where you find yourself in that space between stimulus and response. And, and you know, I, I, I um, more than... A few nights, I'm on my knees before I go to sleep, calling upon the law of forgiveness, you know. And then the next day, you've got a clean slate and and keep striving, you know. I mean, and forget perfecting the human. Remember, you're putting on your Christ, but you prepare the chalice of your four lower bodies for the Christ to occupy. And one thing that you have to do is get rid of those things within you that prevents the Christ from coming into your temple. So this is all part of the path. And don't think it's overwhelming because God is not a tyrant. The masters are not tyrants. They're looking for people that make honest efforts to improve. That's all you have to do. Um, and you will improve. What is it? We've said this before, the difference between a saint and a sinner. Effort. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got to take a short break right now. When we come back, we'll listen to the first of two lecture excerpts from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the price we pay for irritability. Back in a moment. Don't go away. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening. 
listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. The Ascended Master El Moria has given the name Imperil to the consequences of expressing irritability because it literally imperils our spiritual balance and well-being. As we stress so often, always striving for self-mastery is the key. Here's more. The sine wave to the sun brings to us the call to new heights of self-mastery. This is the message that we hear in the dictations of the brotherhood and in the flow of the word itself. It is as though God would press us through and beyond the veil to another dimension of consciousness where light prevails and where we can prevail only if we have a firm foundation of God control and God mastery of the flow of light through us as well as the mastery of the discord of this plane. The entire Great White Brotherhood is impelling its chilas upon earth higher into the new vibration of the new era. As a part of this impetus, beloved Kuan Yin and El Moria have called upon me to deliver to you their message on imperil. This teaching was set forth earlier in this century by Nicholas and Helena Rorick as they served as the amanuenses for beloved El Moria, Lord Maitreya, and other members of the Brotherhood. I wish to bring you the writings on this very urgent subject directly as they were dictated and to offer the Masters the opportunity to give us further commentary on the teaching. It is on the subject of imperil, obviously a coined word because imperil does not exist as a noun in our dictionary. The noun is imperilment and the verb is to imperil. Imperil then is a noun and it is the name given by Almoria to that which he defines as the poison resulting from irritability, a commanding danger. This poison, a quite substantial one, is precipitated against the walls of the nerve channels and thus spread through the entire organism. We learn then that the walls of the nerve channels collect a vibration of astral substance which may precipitate out into physical substance by the vibration of irritability. Irritability produces imperil. If modern science would try impartially to examine the nerve channels, giving heed to the astral currents, it would encounter a strange decomposition of the astral substance during its passage through the nerve channels. 
This is the reaction to imperil. Only rest can help the nervous system to overcome the dangerous enemy which can call forth the most diverse irritations and painful contractions of the organism. He who is afflicted with imperil must repeat, How beautiful is everything! The affirmation, How beautiful is everything, reminds us of the flame of the Maha Chohan through our beloved Paul the Venetian, who has taught us to repeat the mantra, O oh God, you are so magnificent. Together. O oh God, you are so magnificent. O oh God, you are so magnificent. O oh God, you are so magnificent. I remember someone who was a student a long time ago when that little mantra was first released in the Keeper of the Flame lessons, responding with irritability and saying, you can't say, oh God, you are so magnificent. You have to say, oh God, thou art so magnificent. <laughs> so even in the best of mantras for God harmony, if one does not understand the imperilment of irritability, one can react to the purest love of the brotherhood with that very irritability that produces imperil. The affirmation is to exude the fragrance, the light, the harmony, and the love of God in the face of dealing with an already manifest condition of imperil or its cause, irritability. The person who utters this will be right, because the flow of evolution is rational, in other words, beautiful. The more subtle is the nervous system, the more painful is the precipitation of imperil. This same poison, by the addiction of one ingredient, may contribute to the dissolution of matter. Needless to say, that one ingredient is not disclosed. The precipitation of imperil around us by any source whatsoever or even within ourselves is most, most painful. It becomes more painful the more we are in the light, vibrating with the light, the more our chakras are opened. And so we are warned that it is a commanding danger. Agni Yoga, the yoga of the sacred fire, which is the yoga you practice, is not only a progressive development of human possibilities, it should affect the combination with the cosmic energies which reach our planet at a prescribed period. Here is the word of Moria, of goal-fitting for the chila. Why are we practicing the science of the spoken word, the science of fire? In order to affect 
our own assimilation of cosmic energies that are coming to the earth in this very hour and dispensation. It is because your soul is sensitive to these cosmic energies that you have entered the path of the spoken word, because you realize that the release of the sacred fire through you by the word brings you into harmony with the new light, the higher light, and the new dispensation. And there is an impelling within you to attain this state because you know specifically for you, you cannot fulfill your divine plan, balance your karma, or go on to the next world of experience without the assimilation of these cosmic energies. This fact must be understood with surety. Otherwise, a seeming succession of sicknesses will spread, and their cure by external measures will bring on most disastrous results. The otherwise is that which occurs when we do not combine our energies with cosmic energies. Now the succession of sicknesses spreading is the prophecy of plague on the earth in the last days. And we are seeing plagues, most notably cancer, for which there is not yet a universal cure. And here we understand that it is because of what is found in the human organism, psychically and physically, with the approach of cosmic rays. Because people are out of harmony with those rays, there is a reaction in the organism of all sorts of diseases and viruses. Then, to heal these with external measures, as we know, chemotherapy and all sorts of cancer cures, may have, sometimes has, disastrous results. Here is the prophecy early in this century. How can one be cured of this manifestation of fires? They can only be utilized as a useful, psychically active force. How is the term psychic and psychic energy and psychically active force used in this context? The psychic force that is spoken of in these dictations would be the equivalent of a more understandable terminology to us, which Almoria has told me is soul force. Psychic force is the force of the psyche, and the psyche is your soul, the negative potential of being. Soul force, then, is the energy which is emitted from the seat of the soul chakra, which is midpoint between the solar plexus and the base of the spine. It is the seat and the positioning of the soul within the physical temple. Now the soul force is an intense energy. When irritation flows through that chakra or any chakra, then we have a misuse of soul force misqualified energy. The term psychic force in this context is not the misqualification. It is the positive use of the energy of the psyche. Thus, the fires of cosmos, the fires of space, 
can be utilized as a useful, psychically active force. I guess the bottom line is that um, you know irritability is a painful poison, and uh, it's a commanding danger, a misqualification of soul force, and a potential barrier to our ascension. Now, we're going to hear more about this in a moment, but before we take our break, I think you wanted to make something clear about well, I the, just, the source I, of this I material. Think, yeah, a lot of that is being read from a book written in the 1920s, so the language sounds a little dated. A little so archaic, it yeah. wouldn't be the, the current language that Mrs. Prophet would use, but the Rorics were sponsored by the Great White Brotherhood, as, as uh, Mrs. Prophet said, and so their words are a dictation in the vernacular of the time. Yeah, well, I, I think that the, the other point to be made here would be that this is still a danger today, even though it's maybe 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think irritation has been a danger for longer than that. I think so. Well, we've got to take a break. Back in a moment. Please stay with us. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Are back. Thank you very much for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're talking about irritability. It may seem an odd topic to be discussing, but in fact, irritability is much more dangerous to our souls than we may think. And the antidote to irritability is harmony and developing the heart. 
And the heart, of course, is the nexus of our major chakras. So we must learn to properly harness the energies that enter our chakras, as well as energies that are released through our chakras. Here's more. So we understand that through the flame of God harmony, drawn through our threefold flame, there may be released an intense flow of harmony through the soul chakra. This soul chakra is the chakra of the seventh ray. The violet flame itself ought to be the emanation of each one of our souls. How can one cure pains in the spine if they are correlated with the awakening of the kundalini? He who knows will but welcome it and will aid it by rubbing in mint, fresh mint. This is the rubbing of fresh mint. How can we stop the burning of the third eye if it begins to function? Is it not more rational to give it development, shielding it from the sun? Long ago, people knotted their hair on the crowns of their heads in order to protect this channel. Can one stop the functioning of the solar plexus if it begins to rotate? Each outrage of the solar serpent may culminate in injury to the brain. Speaking of the serpent, fire force of the kundalini. Equally dangerous is an interruption to the functioning of the center of the chalice, the heart center. One may realize what consternation will be provoked by these inexplicable movements of the centers if we do not approach them through the channel of psychic energy, soul force. Thus it follows we must have soul development. Soul development is the development of solar consciousness relating to the sun, which is the real soul of our solar system. Our solar system is a system that evolves out of soul attainment of the avatars. Soul because it is the physical manifestation the physical universe is the sphere that is represented below the heart and the spirit cosmos above. The meeting ground of the two is the nexus of the heart, the fiery heart. So it is the attainment of the soul that manifests its dominion in time and space. This is why the seat of the soul is in the soul chakra. Strangely enough, all study of the physical traces of imperil may compel the understanding of the precipitations of psychic energy, soul or solar force. We are contemplating solar energy for our use in the physical octave by way of drawing from the sun all that we need. Solar energy upon this planetary body will become a universal manifestation when there is God mastery of this soul force, this psychic energy. One can observe the traces of imperil in any nerve channel, but one may remark that around the granulations of this poison is gathered some sort of substance which absorbs this virulent viper. The precipitate of psychic energy will be discovered 
because each energy has its physical crystal. Whoever has seen the crystals of Fohat and Materia Lucida, Fohat, cosmic electricity, Materia Lucida, radiant matter. Whoever has seen the crystals of Fohat and Materia Lucida knows how visible are the crystals of even the most subtle energies. The combining of the physical plane of energies with the invisible saturation of space will be the true direction of study, the study of chilas on the path to a higher God-mastery. The way of the metaphysicist has not effected evident results. The alchemist is reposing in his coffin, meaning that he has not yet been awakened. But this is early in this century, the 1920s. Since that hour, the alchemist has been awakened and called forth from the tomb. And the alchemist is you. And you are most certainly alchemists by your use of the violet flame. This lesson of imperil is one that will show us how to be better alchemists and to have better results in practicing the teachings of St. Germain's two books on alchemy. But chemistry will disclose the tangible reality if it will meet the true understanding of psychic energy, soul force, and all binding fire. I consider it necessary to provide possibility, but the freedom of the will must not be violated. Whosoever wishes, he will understand. Never give an all-exhaustive formula. Permit place for the free will. The teaching on free will has always been paramount. The way in which the brothers of light attempt to influence their chilas is by illumination, enlightenment. When you are wise, you make better choices. Almoria and Kuthumi know this, and this is why they teach as they do. The precipitate of imperil has been shown to you. Precisely that poison gives people so much anxiety. Do not forget that the grossest ignorance is not equal to a drop of imperil. Because imperil is not a personal product, evaporating, it permeates the space for the purity of which we are all responsible. Sometimes there comes a period in the life of certain individuals where one notices an eruption, as it were, of imperil. Suddenly they are seized with anxiety, fear, doubt, intense, inordinate fear. Sometimes this is the root cause of a nervous breakdown. Perhaps we can glimpse why it is that imperil itself has crystallized within the nervous system. I have seen that anxiety, when it becomes this intense, has an emanation so poisonous that it is more lethal than the worst of physical diseases.
It will permeate and penetrate all other life streams within its aura, and it continues in space, blocking the finest, most ethereal rays that come to Earth from cosmos. It is one of the most dangerous manifestations you will encounter on the path, in other life streams, wherever it may appear on Earth. We have to realize that there are adjectives describing the condition of imperil. We need to know what they are and be on guard and protect our spiritual centers from these manifestations. Gross ignorance is certainly a great inhibition to the path. But Moria says that the grossest ignorance is not equal to a drop of imperil. Thus we learn that it is gaseous in nature, in the astral sense, and permeates the space, for the purity of which we are all responsible. I am also responsible for the purity of the space, of the community of light bearers, and I am vigilant and alert to such conditions of consciousness anywhere or everywhere where they may appear. Of course, imperil is the main destroyer of psychic energy. It destroys the soul force. One, because it is a misuse of the soul force when we express, God forbid, irritation. And when we are on the receiving end of someone else's irritation, it violates the auric emanation that comes from the seat of the soul chakra. But one should not forget also the three transgressors, fear, doubt, and self-pity. Fear, doubt, and self-pity either generate imperil or become fallow field for the magnetizing of this substance. Thus we see on this higher rung of God-mastery, we cannot allow these conditions, fear, doubt, and self-pity. When the measuring of psychic energy will be mechanically established, it will be instructive to see how these obscurants interrupt the flow of energy. This flow of energy is supported by such efforts as are found in self-denial and achievement. Now we see that self-denial on the path and achievement through the sacred labor by the initiations of the test of the ten, surrender, self-sacrifice, service, selflessness, that these are not merely virtues, but they are scientifically necessary to our acceleration. One cannot leave a vacuum when one casts out fear, doubt, and self-pity, and therefore one must fill the space with the denial of the lesser self so that the mighty I Am Presence can descend and with all of its phohotic light consume the residual substance of irritability. Yes, indeed. And I think that one of the nuggets from early on in that excerpt was, when you are wise, you make better choices. 
And I think it's always a good choice to remember that we are all alchemists in the laboratory of self-mastery. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and and God's let, God lets us make mistakes. He does let us make mistakes. And I think that the, the point, perhaps, is that irritability has the power to break the contact between ourselves and the master alchemist of our being, which is our I am presence. Yeah. And we will have more on this in just a moment. Let's wrap things up. Please stay with us. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we're back once again. Thank you all for staying with us. Today, as I said earlier, we're talking about irritability, a poison to our systems, a commanding danger. And one of the things that was not mentioned there, but is something we would probably want to say a bit about, is aggressive mental suggestion. Aggressive mental suggestion. That sounds <laughs> ominous, and it should it be. It sure does. We've talked about this in, in previous shows. And, and what aggressive mental suggestion is, um, going back to the screw tape letters example, where the little demon sits on your shoulder <laughs> and whispers something in your ear that just doesn't happen to be true. So, in other words, if a friend or a coworker or a spouse says something to you that, from their perspective, was quite innocent, the little demon will whisper in your ear, you know, well, this is this is the really intent of what they're saying, you know. And so we misinterpret what other people say. We get irritated and so forth. And they like to goad us. <laughs> so yeah. aggressive mental suggestion tries to goad us into misqualifying energy. And it's a very effective technique. And so you have <laughs> to recognize what that is. You see a pattern of behavior. And, and even if you don't respond to what the other person does, you, you sort of make a mental note of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then what happens is it happens again or some other thing and you come back with whatever that that was and it may not have been the case at all so I, I would just add here that part of the gaining mastery of this is keeping your protection up so you're not subject to those aggressive mental suggestions and this is why we give a tube of light why we do our calls to Archangel Michael to create an aura of light around us so that darkness can't penetrate it so you can see how this all works together um, to, to learn to keep your harmony and to recognize um, you know when you are in harmonious and say, whoa, I, I'm not feeling right. And you make a call. You know, God 
bring me into alignment with my holy Christ self, with harmony or whatever it is, you know, to dissipate that energy. So this is the path of mastery, and it's a very practical spirituality. I love this teaching. It's so practical. There's not a person on this planet can, that cannot benefit from this teaching. Indeed. You know, I want to go back for a moment here to the understanding of the terminology of aggressive mental suggestion. We're not saying necessarily that it isn't aggressive verbal suggestion. But this is the planting of negative seeds. This is the planting of ideas or forces that take us off our balance point, I guess, if you will. It, it affects our harmony. Yes. And the aggressive mental suggestion, as it states, is aggressive. It's not passive. It's not just oh, a little bit of here, a little bit there. It's pushy. It's pushy. It's, yeah, it's got an agenda. And, and you know, when <laughs> you get tired, you become more vulnerable um, to energy, yeah. you know, irritability. I mean, it's understandable. If you've got a, a certain pain in your body and it, it won't go away, I mean – we're more vulnerable to irritable, you know? <laughs> and so that's where, again, you want to work on that mastery. You know, I want to go back to a, a, maybe a, a broader point here, too, about the fact that our souls are highly sensitive. And then when we release the sacred fire through the word lawfully, it brings that, us into harmony with the highest light possible. But when we do not combine those energies with cosmic energies, we open the door to diseases of various kinds, from allergic reactions to cancer to neurological disorders to... Fill in the blank. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's, we're all victims, so to speak, of, of some of these things. And I, I want to just make one point about, you know, so many people seem to be suffering from cancer today. And <clears throat> some of it is, quite frankly, um, chemicals uh, on the planet. And it may be a karmic vulnerability we have. But we're also dealing, because it's the last end of this cosmic cycle, we're dealing with sometimes very ancient karma. So a person that has cancer today may be dealing with a karma from 50,000 years ago. Uh, or whatever the period is, or 20,000 years ago. So don't be too hard on yourself um, in the sense of you have it or condemn yourself um, because there are many reasons that this might come forth, but it's just a basic understanding that there is a cause and effect yeah. between inharmony in your body and disease. And does that make sense, really? Totally makes sense. And I, you make a great point, too, about the guilt factor that people have sometimes felt the need to condemn themselves for having a disease because they are, it says to them, I'm bad, I did something wrong. Well, you're right. It may have been very likely a karmic response or consequence to something that happened who knows how long ago. Yeah. And so, you know, okay, well, it was wrong, but you're a different person today. And so you're going to work to balance this karma and move on. But it's not, don't let your karma define who you are. We have to deal with it, acknowledge it, acknowledge our mistakes, but know you have a much greater reality no matter what's happening in your body today. Yeah, or and, your heart. And, you know, even with uh, little children who get cancer, I mean, it, this seems like a really odd thing now, you know, a lot of little children with cancer. Oh, yeah. But if if the parents can have an understanding <clears throat> that this may be from previous lives or paying whatever, a debt. paying a debt, they can, um, they can encourage, uh, I don't know, they can move things along by giving some of these violet flame decrees and having just with an understanding of karma and reincarnation, you know. Yeah, can I just add something there? That sometimes very high souls come forth and will take disease upon themselves that is not their karma. For world karma. To indeed. balance world karma. Oh, I see. And sometimes you see them, some of these children are sick and they look like incredible souls. So you never know. It doesn't really yeah. matter because you still deal with it at the physical level. But let's not be hard on ourselves because we've got these conditions because we're learning, we're growing, and it can be an opportunity for spiritual growth too, whatever we're dealing with. Indeed. you know, And I think that we have a few minutes left to kind of bring this back full circle. We're talking about irritability as a um, causative, causative effect on our bodies neurologically, spiritually, emotionally that is poisonous. 
But it isn't just that. It, it creates what uh, El Moria called imperil. And imperil can come about not only through irritability, but from fear, doubt, self-pity. It comes from various sources, not yeah, just one. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because, would you, I mean, we all have fears, let's face it. Um, but unchecked fear can create imperil. So, I mean, that's a really good piece of knowledge, isn't it? So yeah. we make calls on fear. We give affirmations to fearlessness flame and realize, again, we can't let these energies, you know, be over so overpowering in our psyche and being that they destroy our chance for progress. And, you know, some people are consumed by fear. It's like the old adage, you know, that which you most greatly fear will come upon you because you <laughs> magnetize it through your fear. That's right. You know, so you put your thoughts. Yeah. So just again, it's just understanding, um, gee, I don't want to have fear and doubt and self-pity because I don't want to have in peril. So you, you go to work on that. You, we have calls on that. You know, the, the dweller of the threshold call, which is the human consciousness. We, you know, remove from me these items. God, I cast out this manifestation within me. And the angels will come and take a portion of it and then try not to reinvigorate <laughs> it in your temple the next day. Um, but these are all, you know, very practical day-to-day things you can do. This path is an ongoing process. It's not a two-week process. No, it, it's a lifetime it, progress. And so you get the right habits, the right thinking, the right patterns, and you can't lose. You're going to make progress. Well, and again, we're we're searching for the keys to self-mastery and achieving that level of mastery eventually to ascend. Yeah. And I think, That's you know, we go. Uh, there's a comment made in upcoming portion of the lecture, Mrs. Prophet and Earl Morey talks about, People become addicted to emotional outbursts. You know, they relish them because they're throwing energy around. And that energy, even though it's negative, it kind of, you know, wakes up their, their chakras and so forth. And so they get a, they get a high from, from yelling at people or getting <laughs> irritated and so forth. And what a dangerous place that is to be. Yeah. Um, you know, these addiction, it's an addiction like anything else. And I just can't even think of the harm people do themselves spiritually. Oh, my gosh. Because if it leads to anger, anger can be destructive to the soul. Uh, and, I, and, and to relationships. And I've seen that kind of energy in action, and it's it's just not good. It's just yeah, not good. Yeah. So work at it. Pray about it. God, help me to be more harmonious. Show me what I can do. Be aware of your thoughts. Be aware. When someone speaks to you, and I'm going to try this harder this week, is not <laughs> to respond immediately to try and say, well, I'm da-da-da-da-da. You know, you can't say that to me, da-da-da-da-da, whatever, you know. Yeah. And and so I'm really going to work on that, pausing before I respond, you know, so you can collect your thoughts and respond in a much higher way. That's good. No more Mr. Cranky. <laughs> yeah. It's like, my, it's like my sister telling my mother to get in the proper lane, you know. <laughs> you know, if, if you just, if there's that pause in, in my mother, for instance, and she could think, oh, okay, well, thank you. You know, rather than reacting in a negative sure, way. Well, it's, how you, it's how you present it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been good. Again, you know, we're, um, we're covering a lot of bases, and we didn't even get to full hot cosmic electricity, but, I, but someday we're going to cover some more about that. Well, we can work, if we work on irritability, that's going to be major progress for us all. But thank you all for being part of this again. You know, we really appreciate your attendance, your participation. You're part of a mandala, and we are grateful and blessed. Thank you so much. And Terry... Yes. If you want to express those thanks to us personally, how do you do that? Well, especially if you have a victory over this uh, this imperil subject, uh, contact us at webradio at tsl.org. Uh-huh. Webradio at tsl.org. Let Thank us know. You. Thank you. And we will respond. So thanks again, brothers. Thank you. It's been good. Pleasure. And as, as you like to say, many times, over 400 times now, we've said <laughs> this, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are out out of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. 
Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.